You're listening to Comedy Central. Live from their election fallout shelter in New York, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah presents Votegasm 2020. What could go wrong again? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a live election night show of The Daily Show. That's right, we are live. And you know how you know we're live? Because I've already thrown up on myself and I've had time to clean it up. Usually I'd be coming to you from my apartment, but tonight, because we're live, we're celebrating the end of democracy, uh, we decided to be here in my special election fallout shelter, which is stocked up with everything I need if shit goes down, which it probably will. I've got a bottle of hand sanitizer, yeah? See, clean my hands. And then I've got another bottle of hand sanitizer over there, clean the first bottle of hand sanitizer. And if the power grid goes down, I've got board games, yeah? Right over there, I've got some board games. I've also got uh, some Molly, which is the closest you can get to a PlayStation if there's no power. Oh, and I've also got that boom box over there. Yes, it's just for sentimental value. It was my grandfather's iPod. Uh, most importantly, I've got this place locked down tight. This election fallout shelter is grade five, military bunker level people, which means it's impenetrable to nuclear weapons, chemical attacks, and even the most Roywood Jr. Hey, what's up, man? No, dude, I was doing it. How did, how did you get into my election fallout shelter? I'm doing, I'm doing a show live. This is I, top level security. How did you get in? I guess your password, Wakanda123. Don't say it out loud, dude. It's also my email password. What, do you want me to leave? Just say you want no, me to I don't, leave. I don't, you got a problem I don't, with I don't want you to leave. I just, like, no, you're in the bubble. Just sit down. All right, all right, dude. dude I, like, I, I love the you. thing. Did you get tested, by the way? No, oh, man, we ain't got no 5G in my neighborhood. I'm good. Okay, you should still get tested, man. I think... It's, it's like, a joke. Calm down, Africa. I can't calm down on a night like tonight. All right, well, since you're here, Roy, you ready for some election results? Yeah, man, I admit, I'm a little nervous. And you're here. You're I'm here, a little right? nervous. But they ain't gonna get me like they got me in 2016. So I got some stuff to keep me calm. I got my pink stuff. And you know I got the liquor. Got a little tequila right here, man. And I, you know, I ain't getting up off this couch either. That's why I got this one. This one for my urine. So I got one for, you know. I, this is the tequila. Okay, that's my bad. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a P on this one for please drink this one. I don't think your system is gonna work, Roy. I think that's... All right, but you might need that booze because um, I don't know if you've been seeing the results from tonight, but Trump has started out strong because he's looking good in North Carolina and he's probably gonna win Florida. And I don't know, Roy, I was, I was actually hoping that maybe Florida would surprise us, you know, like they did with Obama, but I guess they rarely like Trump. I don't know why you're so surprised about Florida. First off, I went to college in Florida. That's what you don't remember. I know, I can tell you about Florida. Ain't but two good things in Florida. South Beach and Disney World. The rest of Florida is just strange people in pickup trucks trying to sell you baby alligator. So of course, they vote. Who you think baby alligator man yeah, gonna but, vote yeah, for? Yeah, but I thought, I thought maybe like, you know, I, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense because Trump is like, he's the ultimate Florida mascot, you know? He's got the tan, all his friends are in jail. Somehow he has money. Oh, and he also has a much younger wife who I don't know if you saw dressed up really nicely today to go and cast her vote. As we mentioned a minute ago, we just saw First Lady Melania Trump at that polling site down in West Palm Beach, Florida. You can see here on the left side of your screen. She just finished casting her ballot, one would assume, for her husband in one of the three crucial southern battleground states we are watching very closely. 
You know, I'm pretty certain Melania is the only first lady where people can only assume she voted for her husband. Because, <laughs> I mean, she could have voted early, but instead she waited for election day like, I'm an undecided voter. I was like, but Melania, what about all the things I did for Venezuela? I'm from Slovenia. Close enough, baby. Close enough. Ain't no way Melania voted for Trump, man. He gave her corona. Trump didn't give her corona. They were never in the same room. Don't spread rumors. Okay, all right, you're right, you're right. But I, I, no, I say she voted for Trump. I think Melania voted for Trump. You know why? Because if he wins, Melania's married to the president of the United States. If he loses, she's just married to Donald Trump. That sucks. You know what, though? I honestly, I don't even think that's really about Donald Trump. I don't think anybody really want to vote for their spouse. Like, I love my girl, but my girl put the knives in the dishwasher, blade up, reaching out and I can't trust her with the nuclear codes. Well, you know what? I don't know if Melania voted for Trump, but what we do know is that he's winning a lot more votes from Hispanic and black people than he did in 2016. And I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but he's had a lot of rappers come out to support. At a rally in Florida, President Trump introduced Hispanic rapper Lil Pump, although he incorrectly referred to him as Little Pimp. And speaking of sound music and other things, one of the big superstars of the world, Little Pimp. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> How's it going? Do you want to come up and say something? Okay. A pump and a pimp are very different things. If your basement is flooded and a pimp shows up, that's not gonna end well. We need a hose. Well, I brought you some hose. Cinnamon, grab a bucket, bitch. You know what's crazy, yo, man? Is that just today, Eminem came out and endorsed Joe Biden. Right? That's the world we live in now. Who'd have thought in 2020 that the white rappers would be with Biden and the black rappers would be with Trump? It's the first time black people have appropriated something from white people. Well, you know what, dude? With things looking so uncertain, we might as well, we might as well just go to one of the Trump campaign headquarter events happening right now to catch up with Desi Lydic. Desi, you're there live right now. Any news to report? Thanks, Trevor. I am here at the Trump victory party, and right now there's no news to report. But if a winner is declared, then the reporter who's on camera gets to announce it. So I'm just gonna keep on talking. Talking, talking, talking. Any minute we could learn who the winner is and I could be the one saying who the next president is on TV, making history. But you know, it's not about me. It's really about the American voters. No, take them away. We know what voters look like. Yeah, that's better. Because tonight is about democracy, Trevor. Democracy. Let's think about that word for a minute while we wait with me on camera. Now, Webster's Dictionary defines democracy as a system of government by the whole population. It's a noun uh, of Greek origin. I believe the word is based on the democris, which was a Greek dragon who lived in ancient Athens and would uh, pick the president. Wait, ha, hold on. They're making an announcement. Could this be it? Desi's one shining shit. No, it's just the waiter announcing they're out of crab cakes. Ah, <sighs> something else, something else. Oh, you know, Trevor, sometimes it can be hard to put nights like these into context. And as so often is the case, we turn to the words of poets. And I think my feelings right now can best be expressed by Al Pacino's four and a half minute locker room speech on any given Sunday, which I watched in my hotel room on TNT last night. <clears throat> on this team, 
we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Hoo-ah! Oh, hold on, Trevor. They're making an announcement. Could this be it? Yes! Crab cakes are back. I'm gonna grab some. Do not go back to Trevor. You stay on me. You stay on me. I'll be right back. You stay on me. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. That's, that's enough. That's enough. I'm not waiting around to see if Desi gets crab cakes. You know what, let's, let's take a, a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have more election results and we'll check in with some of our, our correspondents who are around the country. Plus, two of my favorite people are joining us on the show. Don Cheadle and Dr. Tressie mcmillan Cottom will stop by later to give us their perspective on everything that's gone down so far. So stick around. Mm-hmm. You want me to drink? I don't, I don't want to, no, I don't want to drink any of that. Okay. No. Welcome back to The Daily Show's live election night coverage. We've got a few more results coming in, so let's just jump, jump straight into it. Uh, in the Senate, Democrat John Hickenlooper has beaten Republican incumbent Cory Gardner. But in Alabama, Republican challenger Tommy Tuberville has defeated Democrat incumbent Doug Jones. And in Kentucky, Mitch McConnell has defeated Democrat Amy McGrath. So it appears, unlike his hands, Mitch McConnell's seat will not be turning blue. You know, if there's one thing we cannot deny about 2020 is that it has sucked balls. Also, coronavirus has made everything weird. You've got a face mask drawer right next to your underwear drawer. Your delivery guy throws your food at you like he's a broke-ass quarterback. And even your creepy aunt doesn't kiss you on the mouth anymore. And voting, it turns out, hasn't been spared. With the coronavirus pandemic making social distancing a must, sporting venues have been transformed into polling locations across the country, from the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky, to Philly's Union Stadium and Atlanta's State Farm Arena, to name just a few. Arenas and stadiums aren't the only places being repurposed for voters. This year, voters in Los Angeles can also cast ballots at the city's famed La Brea Tar Pits. In Texas, this drive-through location allows people to vote without ever leaving their car. And in San Francisco, the historic Neptune Society Columbarium, home to 8,500 cremated human remains, is now a polling site. Goddamn, people are even voting in crematoriums? Whew. I mean, it probably still smells better than a middle school gym, but man. I don't know, man. I think, like, honestly, like, it's more strange to vote at a sports arena, you know? Sports arenas ain't for voting. The sports arena is where you go to argue with people who, because they don't support the same team you support. You fight with people because they on a different team. You're right. That's probably a good place to vote. Well, well, you know what, dude, no matter how weird the place was, people have turned out to vote. People have turned out to vote in record numbers this year. So we actually sent Jordan Klepper to speak to some of those voters in a special election day edition of Fingers the Pulse. It's election day. I'm here in Park Slope, Brooklyn, where the lines are around two, three people. I'm guessing it's because people already made a plan and voted early. Either that or our democracy is crumbling. (laughs) I prefer the first one. Woo! Yay, voting day! I assume you voted for hometown boy Donald Trump? Hell no! Hell no. If his balls were cut off today, I would be happy. The reason I'm not so fond of this administration is because I, I believe in a, like, a true system of governance based on honesty and fairness, equity, egalitarianism, all that good stuff, right? You must have had a shitty four years. <laughs> no, I've had a pretty shitty four years, yeah. 
Why did you vote today? Because I hate Donald Trump and I want him to get out of office. No, I mean, why did you vote today and not six days ago when all the cool kids were voting? Oh, because the lines were really long. Oh. I didn't mail in my ballot in time. You're not going to get Paul Rudd voting today. Today you might get Andrew Garfield, like a mid-range Spider-Man walking oh, okay. by, but that's I mean, about it. I, I like that Spider-Man. So some people waited until election day to cast their vote. And some people waited until election day to think about the election. I'm on this side. You're an undecided voter? I thought undecided voters to me are like unicorns. Yeah. I didn't know if they actually existed in the wild. Why were you undecided up until this point? Nobody's really speaking towards my interests. Have you officially made the decision in your head? When I get off that train in the Bronx. And what do you expect to happen on the train that'll help you make up your mind? Because usually my experience on the subway, I, I, I'm not doing a lot of thinking. I'm mostly just trying not to sit and chat. Hey, how about this? I'll flip a quarter. All right, heads, Trump loses, tails, Biden wins. Head, Trump's losing. Hey, how, how, how you figure that? I, I'm kind of smart to this. Heads is Trump, Biden tails. Biden wins. That's my vote. 400 years of campaigning <laughs> and a coin flip. Now that that's decided, were folks prepared to avoid the heartache of 2016? How are you keeping expectations in check on a day like today? I am not keeping expectations in check. I am fully sold into hope. That's so 2008. Did you have a voting strategy not to jinx it this year? No, I have a voting strategy to get through the night tonight, which is basically just to drink. You're taking my strategy as well. Yeah, it's, it's election day. You've got to take an I voted selfie. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. Ah, thank you so much. Now delete that shit right away because you don't want to jinx anything. Okay. This could stretch into very long days, or even weeks. Are these people patient enough? Of course, however long it takes, it takes. And if these motherfuckers do not count every absentee ballot vote, every vote needs to be counted. I think you need to let democracy play itself out. And if people voted, you should give them a chance to count their votes. I do think it would be more satisfying. We're satisfying to count all the votes. Yes. Donald Trump just wants the election results to come right now, and then he rolls over, and the rest of us haven't even gotten started. Uh, Donald Trump wants to finish tonight. Right, I know. I mean, he's someone I think he always ends things early. It's more satisfying if we count all the votes, right? Yes, absolutely. Explore the entire electoral map. Democrats need to experience tantric democracy. <laughs> right, I mean, that sounds great. It, it does last long, I hear. And after a stressful election, we all know it's important to decompress. Of course I'm going to take a mindfulness walk. This is something I need today because the election is so stressful. Talk to me about this mindfulness walk because I think I need some of this shit. Oh yeah, I'll tell you all about it. We do some breathing techniques and walk around and think about like the present moment and try to stay in that present moment. All right, walk me through. All right, I'm closing my eyes. I, I need the calm, Breathe man. in. Breathe in with the fact that our country's in bad shape right now, breathe out that our country will be in better shape. Okay, I'm breathing out the last four years with the idea that people will probably start campaigning for the next presidential season in about a month and a half. Exactly. Deep breaths, America. You can do this. Thank you so much, Jordan Klepper. We're gonna take a short break, but when we come back, I'll be talking to the man himself, Don Cheadle. Stay right there. Welcome back to a live election night episode of The Daily Show. I'm still here with my good friend, Roy Wood Jr. Roy, you doing good? This, this, this is how I'm doing, okay? Wait. It's stressful, this is, this is how I'm doing. Wait, I don't understand. Roy, if one of those bottles is urine and one is tequila, how come they've both gone down? 
I can't tell the difference, man. I lost my sense of taste a couple of days ago, so I've just been hitting both of them. Can't really smell it either. I'm beginning to think this was a terrible idea. Anyway, uh, here are some more results coming in. And uh, these are the more interesting issues that are on the ballot, right? Uh, Florida has officially passed a $15 minimum wage. Congratulations on that. Uh, New Jersey has legalized marijuana. And D.C. has decriminalized mushrooms. All right. Yeah, but please trust me, D.C., tonight is not the night to try shrooms for the first time. And can I just say this, people? If Trump wins again, all drugs should just become legal. Like, everything should just be legalized. We cannot go through the next four years sober. I need heroin gummies at least. But before we get carried away, before that, let's catch up with Dulce Sloan, who voted earlier today to get her analysis. Dulce, where are you right now and what's going on? Hi, Trevor. Just waiting to vote. I've been standing in this line forever. And that's how you know I'm voting in a black district because the state only gave us one voting booth. Mm-hmm. You know, this is worse than the time that I was waiting for my trash-ass ex to pick me up after I got my hair done. I mean, how are you gonna be late to pick me up when the only reason you are riding around town is because you borrowed my car, Keith? But it's fine. I mean, there's folks out here grilling and dancing. I mean, you know us, Trevor. We'll even turn voter suppression into a party. Hey, yo, Ma, you wanna check out my mixtape? I already told you no. No one even has a CD player anymore anyway. Trevor, you know the craziest thing? I'm not even here to vote in the 2020 election. I'm still trying to vote for Hillary. Oop, I gotta go. Just Keith. Oh. Keith, I know you didn't hit another mailbox. We really need those today. Wow, Dulce, uh, sorry you had such a stressful day. And good luck with your Hillary vote. Spoiler alert, it doesn't end well. Uh, it's time to introduce you to my first guest tonight. He's an award-winning actor and an activist who you know from Black Monday and The Avengers. Tonight, he joins me to talk about his self-proclaimed role as a single-issue Dem voter in 2020. Please welcome Don Cheadle. Uh, are you finished talking about the results yet? <laughs> you don't want any spoilers? Is that what it is? I, I, yeah, no spoilers. It'll still either be hell or heaven when I find out what's happening. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so so what's the plan for you then? Are you not gonna hear any results until it's all done, or do you want to just wake up tomorrow? Like, wh- how long? What if this goes for like two weeks? It's probably gonna go for like two weeks. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be on the set tomorrow morning, uh, and I might be able to sleep tonight. So I'm like, I'm probably I don't want to listen tonight, you know, and have nightmares. It's just not worth it. You know, what? I got a gag standing by. But... <laughs> <laughs> You, you're currently on set. Um, you're doing a, a new um, Steven Soderbergh movie. Um, your Showtime series is coming back on Monday. But it must be weird for you. Like, you're working. You've got to work tomorrow morning. The election is coming up. You can't even, like, really focus on that. Did you vote early? Did you vote today? What was your voting strategy? Um, actually, uh, wifey came out and visited me. She brought my ballot, signed it. She took it back to California stuck it in a mailbox that they didn't put a firebomb in, or a, a real one. <laughs> I think you checked to make sure it was a real one. So um, we got the results back and yeah, I'm good. It was, it was very, I'm in. I, I, I've loved how you described yourself as a single issue Dem voter, which was an interesting one for 2020. What is that single issue for Don Cheadle? Whoever can beat this orange dude. So that's <laughs> kind of what I was doing early in the primaries. I didn't really step in and 
and and back anybody because I was still really trying to figure out who it was going to be because anyone on that stage that night was better than in my opinion you know who we have now so I was just really hoping to see who broke the front and throw all of my energy behind them. Right, you you've been you've been really vocal from the very beginning. I know you were a big Bernie Sanders supporter. Um, you know, and then when, when Joe Biden won the nomination, you started helping uh, w- out with campaign events for Joe Biden. Some people criticized you, but you were quick, just like Bernie Sanders, to say, hey, guys, there's a bigger issue that, that's on the ballot here and, and we have to come together. Um, do you think you got through to some of those people? Like, like I know some people talk to you. Do you think you, you managed to convince some people about the greater good? I, I, I hope so, right? I mean, we're going to see what the result of that is pretty soon. And I, I would never, you know, try to say it was as a result of me personally moving someone uh, in one direction or the other. Uh, I just wanted to be 100 about the way I felt and consistent about uh, what I believed was important. And, you know, I, I'd wish that we could have smushed all of the candidates together like, and made one big conglomerate <laughs> candidate, against, you know, the school. But, uh, yeah, I think clearly that the, the, the things that separated those candidates, all of those candidates, Warren, Bernie, Joe Biden, Kamala, all of them, the degrees that they set were separate were very small compared to what we're dealing with on the other side. So, you know, I, again, I was just wanted to throw my energy behind whoever goes to the top and try to get them over the finish line in, in whatever way I could. Yeah, I know, I know one of the biggest issues you've been passionate about has been voter suppression. You know, you, you, you've teamed up to, to, you know, with events or with organizations that have been fighting voter suppression. You've been outspoken. You've been trying to move the needle in a direction where more people get to cast their ballot in the way that they should because it is their right. Have you seen any signs of progress or is there any optimism that has come from the work that you've been part of over the last few years? Well, I think it's always a situation where it's gonna be a continuing fight, right? Um, people are always going to try to game the system uh, to to make it work out for their benefit. So it's it's always two steps forward, one step back, and and, and that's not not going to stop. I mean, if we prevail and uh, we have a Biden Harris uh, presidency, I think then another form of work will begin. You know, another level of, of of work has to we all have to pick up that ball and continue to push for things that we want and continue to be progressive. So. I think the voter turnout this year, you know, before today has been, I don't know, it's tripled. It's, it's unbelievable. So clearly people are, are inspired and they're, you know, energized. And that energy is going to have to keep going. It's not over no matter what happens. You know, it's kind of like the fight's just started. Another fight just started. Yeah, man, it's a fight that, that feels like it continues from generation to generation. And um, I know that you've got two daughters in their 20s who um, seem as passionate as you are about the world that they live in, whether it comes to climate change or whether it comes to who's running the world. What do you wish for them and what do you talk about to them about maybe not politics, but what the politics of the world should be? What do you, like, what do you hope that they'll do that maybe your generation hasn't? Well, uh, I think unfortunately it's become incumbent upon them to take on a lot of responsibility from what our generation has handed them. Unfortunately, you know, they've got to deal with the, the fallout from climate change in a way that we haven't had to. And we're seeing that, how that's been exacerbated. And they've got to deal with the different financial ways that we've had to deal with it. Uh, you know, the big disparity between the haves and the have-nots is just getting larger and larger. So they're very, they're very aware. They're very worldly. We speak about all of these issues. And it's a continuing conversation. You know, it's not like we 
come to a solution. It's it's like they understand that they are committed to, like you said, this is a cyclical thing. They're committed to a long-term commitment into a long-term fight. And they and them, my goddaughter, all of us, we are always, you know, talking about these issues. And this year was a huge, obviously a huge issue. Uh, just not a huge issue, but uh, a huge events that happened one after the other, this domino effect. Right. We just are always checking in with each other. So I'm, I'm glad they're, they understand what's in front of them and they're willing to, to throw in. Well, hopefully um, there will be no spoilers, only pleasant surprises when the results come in. Um, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> compliment his hat. You have to compliment a black man's hat. You, you have, that, that's a great hat that you got on there, Roy said, I should say. That's a, that's a dope hat. Hey. Thanks, and I want to understand the urine tequila thing, but maybe we'll do that offline because that was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Don, congratulations on season three of Black Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. Thank you, Don. All right, stick around. When we come back, more election results, and we check in on elections that are not in America. Yeah, they have those. We'll be right back. Welcome back to a special live election edition of The Daily Show. We've got a few more results coming in, and here they are. In the presidential race, Joe Biden has won the state of Vermont. The state of Georgia is still too close to call, but Trump has nabbed Alabama. And you had to see that coming. I mean, Alabama loves football, which is Trump's exact body shape. So that wasn't really a surprise, don't you think, Roy? All right, anyway, uh, now, despite this being one of the highest turnouts in American history, voting has gone surprisingly smoothly. Good news. But there are a few voting places that had a few hiccups. The risk of getting your vote ruined from too much hand sanitizer is real. In cases in California, New Hampshire, and Virginia, the sanitizer has been smearing the ink and making ballots unreadable and also causing soggy ballots to shred and clog electronic machines. From Georgia, apparently at the State Farm Arena, uh, they were delayed four hours because of a water pipe burst in that room. One location, Soap Creek Elementary, will stay open until 7.20 p.m. after a poll manager overslept this morning. Really? How's a poll manager gonna oversleep? You had one job. That's like bumping into the Easter Bunny at a bar on Easter Sunday, and he's like, oh shit, was that today? Politicians are working so hard to disenfranchise people with voter ID laws, gerrymandering. All they need to do is cook poll workers a rack of ribs on election eve. I can't believe this shit. Overslept? Bruh, every, every election, that's what they do, man. They pull a new rabbit out their hat. Oh, I overslept. A pipe burst in the ballot room. Man, I'm so sick of this voter suppression, man. Well, right. I don't know if it was voter suppression. It was just a burst water pipe. Yeah? And who doesn't like to get their hair wet? Black women. I need to have whatever you're drinking, man. Uh, but before I do that, let's catch up with Jabuki Young-White, who's reporting live from Trump Tower in Manhattan. What's going on, Jabuki? Trevor, yeah, so I was gonna be reporting from Trump's headquarters, and then I was walking there and I thought, what if I just put myself into a coma until all this was over? And I decided to do that. Just because there's no good option here, Trevor. Either Trump wins, or it's too close to be decided tonight, or Biden wins and Trump refuses to leave the White House and is the first White House squatter and boards up all the windows of the White House. Actually, he's probably gonna get Bill Barr to do it. I don't think he'd do it himself. But anyway, man, you know what? 
I just want to sleep through all this shit. I don't have enough money to get a private island, so I'm just going to get a private island in my mind. <laughs> I was going to go the traditional way and just get some edibles and some ketamine from my drug dealers, but they're all social distancing and being responsible. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. Drug dealers, you guys are cowards. And I say that with no fear of repercussions. So I decided to do it the safe way. I was going to go to my pediatrician. I go to Dr. Garcia. Dr. Garcia tells me that he doesn't induce elective comas. Can you believe that? I'm his oldest patient, literally his oldest patient. So then I said, you know what? Forget Dr. Garcia. I'm just going to go to the hospital. I go to the hospital. Trevor, did you know our insurance policy does not cover elective comas? Sick. That's why we need Medicare for all. Because just because you get cancer or you want an elective coma or you get a little lip filler while you're there, I don't know, you don't really need it, but just a little something to give them a judge, you know, doesn't mean that you should go bankrupt. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm fine. Don't worry about me, Trevor. I locked the door, made sure no one is around. I'm just gonna induce this bad boy myself, all right? The coma button has got to be on here somewhere. Oh, there it is. And lift off. <laughs> all right, Trevor, I'll see you in February. <clears throat> <clears throat> I should probably tell Jabuki that I couldn't afford to get him real medicine, so that's just saline. But I mean, I, I don't know. Let He's, the boy sleep. If he want to sleep, let you, sleep, I guess you let the boy sleep. Yeah. That's just be careful, Jabuki. You'll be really hydrated in the morning. Uh, hopefully, Michael Costa hasn't checked out of the election on election night because he's supposed to be over at Biden's campaign headquarters right now. Costa, thank God you're there. What's the mood over there right now? It's hard to say, Trevor. Everyone's in waiting mode. You know, just a few minutes ago, Biden came out to address the crowd. He seemed positive, confident, firm. His eyes scanned the crowd until they rested on his wife, Jill, her trim body glistening with the sweat of anticipation. He drew her close, probing her mouth with his tongue. He didn't care how many people were watching. He needed her right then and there. Whoa, 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 Costa, Costa. Dude, what the hell are you talking about? There's no way that that actually happened. Of course it didn't happen, Trevor. Nothing's happening. We're all just sitting here waiting for the votes to be counted. I have nothing to report. So I figured I'd write some erotic election fan fiction. Well, Michael, no one wants to hear erotic fan fiction on election night. If there's no news out of Biden's headquarters, find some other news to report. Like, I don't know, what, what's the news over at Trump's headquarters without fanfic? It's the same thing, Trevor. Trump is waiting for the results, just like the rest of us. It's tense. He's nervous, pent up. All he can think about are those swollen ballot boxes, aching to be emptied. And then his eyes rested upon Ivanka. He didn't care how many people were watching. He needed her whoa, right there. Whoa, 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 Costa, Costa, please. This is just gross, man. Also, it's bad writing. Your metaphors are so obvious. Like, there's no nuance. You, like, I feel like you could work on being a bit more original, you know? Wow. You, you really let me have it, didn't you, Trevor? And now I'm embarrassed and uh, humiliated. Like, I've, I've been a real bad boy, huh, Trevor? A bad boy who needs to be punished. 
and Michael knew that Trevor Noah was just the man to punish him. And oh, all right, oh, you know what, that's, that's enough. Just, just leave. I'll, I'll email you the rest? I don't, I don't want it. Send it to my Gmail. All right, when we come back, I'm gonna be talking to Dr. Tressie McMillan Cottom about how the results are shaking out so far. Don't go away. Welcome back to a special live election night edition of The Daily Show. I'm still Trevor Noah. He's still Roy Wood Jr. No, you're Roy Wood Jr. Anyway, the votes are still being counted. And here are some of the latest results that have just come in. Trump has officially won the state of Kansas. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has won the state of New Hampshire. And in South Carolina, Republican Lindsey Graham has defeated Democratic challenger Jamie Harrison. Not really a big surprise. The South has continued to keep a Confederate monument. Makes sense. Uh, But while we wait for more numbers to come in, let's go to a woman who is always number one in my heart, award-winning author, professor, sociologist, and 2020 recipient of the MacArthur Genius Grant, Dr. Tressie McMillan Cardam. Hi, Trevor. How are you this evening? How are you? I feel like that should be your title from now on, Dr. Genius. If I work for those titles, forget my name. I am Dr. Genius, and that's all you shall refer to me as. Congratulations. Thank you so very much. It's been a wild ride, hasn't it? It has been a crazy, 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 crazy ride. (laughs) What do you make of everything that we've seen so far? I mean, obviously results are still coming in, but it's, it's been an interesting year where, you know, Trump is winning more black men than Republicans before mm-hmm. him, and the vote seems to be swinging in a strange direction. Hispanic voters going for Trump. What do you make of everything that we're seeing? Well, you know, so far tonight, it's going mighty whitely, and I think that's how many of us expected it to go. Uh, for all of the impressive get out the vote uh, that happened on the Democrat side, which I do think we will continue to see the fruits of over the next couple of days, the fact remains that we are not going to see a clear repudiation of Donald Trump by the Republican Party. Uh, and that means something. That means that no matter who wins today, tomorrow, next week, whenever this thing finally ends, We are still living in the United States of America where 40 to 45 percent of the population thinks Donald Trump has been doing a really good job. And that's going to be really difficult to govern no matter who is elected. Uh, In many ways, uh, Donald Trump has made a mess that only Donald Trump can clean up. And that's kind of terrifying. It it really is strange because, like, on my side, I sometimes believe that I think America is, is, like, all hope is lost for America. But then there are times when I think if you only have a two-party system doesn't it mean that inevitably you're going to have people voting for one of two parties because some of their issues are gonna be on one side, some of them are gonna be on the other. Like, do you think there's ever going to be a time when America isn't split down the middle? No. Uh, The only thing that can happen, we're not actually split down the middle when you look at the popular vote. Actually, people in this country, despite what shows up in the polls, agree more on some of the big things than they disagree. What happens is that the way the Electoral College of the Forest appropriate votes makes it look like we're split half half and half. It's really just a very vocal, uh, not quite small minority, it's a sizable minority, but there is a significant part of the population that just has an outsized uh, influence on who is elected relative to their actual size. Mm -hmm. And then there is this really complicit sort of mushy middle 
that just doesn't see a significant difference between either parties or either candidates. Mm -hmm. And because they don't see a significant difference, they tend to go along with the flow. And right now, that's the most vocal, virulent part of the voting population. And that's the Republicans for whom being a Republican has become their identity. So what the Electoral College allows to happen uh, is that there are voters who vote Democratic or Republican, you know, they become a Democrat or Republican for six months every couple of years. Mm -hmm. But then there are people who singularly identify with their party. And on the right, that is a much stronger impulse than it is on the left. And those are the people who end up driving the narrative and makes it seem as if it's inevitable that there will always be this sort of, you know, um, uh, evenly divided conflict about all of the things that matter. And it's not exactly true. It's allowed to be true because of how we elect people in this country. Right. It, it feels like, a, a, I mean, a lot of the information is skewed, but sometimes it feels like that has a self-fulfilling prophecy effect to it, it you know? Um, yeah. One of those things has been black men voting in larger numbers for Donald Trump, black women staying consistent. As a sociologist, do you have any idea of why this is? Like, what could it possibly be about Donald Trump that more black men than usual go like, yeah, I'm gonna go with him? Man, cocaine is a hell of a drug. I, <laughs> I think that... <laughs> I think there is, for all that we talk about race in this country, and it is significant and it matters, and for all that we talk about class, it is significant and it matters, what we have learned is that gender also matters. And there has always been a conservative streak or impulse in the African-American community. It gets drowned out by our shared oppression relative to white people. But there has always been a conservatism that runs parallel to what is just frankly patriarchal impulses. And I think one of the things that you see is that there's been enough time that has passed between the civil rights movement and today's especially young or young middle-aged African-American male voter that they think they can actually vote their class interests separate from their race interests, when really what they're doing is voting their gender interests. They are attracted to the same thing that a lot of uh, Cuban American voters are in Florida, that white rural voters are attracted to in Idaho. They are attracted to the presentation of masculine strength in Donald Trump. Despite what the rest of us may think Donald Trump looks like, his bluster looks like strength and masculinity to a lot of people. And I just think there are a significant number of black male voters right now who feel like uh, that strength is an indicator of what might be possible for them under a President Trump. And our historical memory is so short, they don't realize that's a mirage. Well, I can tell you this. Um, I will hope to talk to you again after this election has been fully done. Uh, I hope we get to sit together in person once the pandemic is over, and um, hopefully you can help me make sense of all of the craziness that's happening right now in the United States. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure, Trevor. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tressy. When we come back, more election results on live election night. So don't go away. Sure, a nice bookshelf. Welcome back to The Daily Show's live election night coverage. We've got a few more results that are rolling in right now, and here they are. Uh, Donald Trump has won the state of North Dakota. Joe Biden has won the state of Oregon. 
And Biden has also won California. Wow. Despite Donald Trump picking up that last minute endorsement from the wildfires. Unbelievable. But let's move on. We've been hearing all year now about how difficult it is for many Americans to vote. So it's not surprising that the US, the United States has one of the lowest voter turnout rates among democracies in the world. But Ronnie Chang has a report on one drastic solution that could fix this problem if Americans would ever accept it. In the last presidential election, 44% of Americans did not vote. That puts you in 26th position among developed countries. That's pathetic. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's garbage. It's so garbage that in 2016, Trump got elected with only a quarter of eligible voters supporting him. That is a broken system. Some politics nerds are proposing a solution. Jury duty and taxes are mandatory, so why not voting? But America is the land of the free, where the whole point is to do anything you want, even dress up as fat Iron Man in Times Square on a Tuesday afternoon. So can you really force Americans to vote? Do you think in America voting should be compulsory? I think it should, but it's not gonna happen because people won't even wear masks. If we were told to do something, at this point, exactly, it, we wouldn't do it. Do you think America would ever accept mandatory voting? Definitely not. Why not? Because uh, Americans are lazy in general. America is the land of the free. People come here because it's a free place. And that it, includes the freedom to not participate. It, uh, yeah, pretty much. Do you think mandatory voting can happen in America? No, <laughs> I do not. I do not. I think that American values are like a toxic version of what freedom is. Isn't that what makes America great? It's not so great at the moment. Maybe Americans think it's impossible, but mandatory voting does exist in 22 countries, including one that's even drunker, crazier, and whiter than the US. I'm talking about Australia, where they've had it since 1922. It was quite a small step for Australians to think, well, we want the majority of people to be selecting our government. And that gives it greater legitimacy. So basically in Australia, you force people to exercise their democratic rights. That's right. Yes, that's right. I don't think people in Australia regard it as a particularly big deal. You've got to turn up on election day, which is a Saturday. You know, it might take you like 15 minutes and the Parents and Teachers Association will be there selling sausages. And that's where we get the term democracy sausage. Okay, for Americans, the term democracy sausage has had a bad taste since the Clinton administration. But for Australians, consuming chard intestine meat on bread has been a voting tradition since the 1940s. But what about the people who don't think a sausage sizzle is enough incentive to vote? What kind of punishment do you have to enforce to make it so that over 90% of people go and vote? What, jail time? Public spanking? You have to wear an I didn't vote sticker? Uh, it's a $20 fine. That's it? That's a, that's a bargain, I think. Look, there's big advantages in our system because the political parties don't have to get the vote out. And that means they don't have to appeal to the base. So you don't get the same sort of extreme ideological um, appeals. And so it makes our democracy, I think, more moderate. Doesn't that make the, your election process very boring? Oh, well, I, I don't, it doesn't make it boring. Look, I don't know that that's a problem. For me, what democracy means is that the majority of people participate. And I find the extent of voter suppression in the United States truly shocking. I don't understand how the Americans can call themselves dem a democracy at all. Damn, political science world star is going to love this. 
But how do everyday Australians see it? I took a 25-hour flight and spent two weeks in quarantine just so I could talk to them myself in sunny Brisbane, Australia. What do you feel about the fact that voting is compulsory in Australia? I feel very proud that it is, and for people who don't want to vote, they should go and live somewhere else. Everybody has to decide, and they, uh, it's mandatory to vote, so if the result doesn't go your way, you can't complain. If we lose, oh, we're sad, but at least we've had a chance to vote. And that's it, brother. Done. You should just do it. It takes five minutes. You just go in there, vote, and get out. No time, no effort. Just shut the f up and vote. Well, what do you guys think about mandatory voting in Australia? Um, I think it's pretty bullshit. Yeah, so. We're not a fan of it. We don't care what we vote for. So we just go in there, tick a few boxes, and then fingers crossed we get the right one. I don't yeah. know. Are you guys drunk right now? Yeah, we had yeah, a few had beers a before, beers, a couple yeah, pints. A couple shots. So. Up with a bit, beer, beer, yeah, yeah. beer with brekkie, you know. Man, that is Australia. <laughs> but what, why do you think voting isn't mandatory in America? Oh, maybe, I mean... Yeah, now I rethink it, actually. Maybe there's a purpose for it. America, Australia, which one's doing better? <laughs> I feel like I'm a witness to cavemen discovering fire right now. Yeah, that's fair yeah, enough, actually, yeah. Even drunk Australian bros can see the benefits of mandatory voting. But for America, the good news is that voter turnout in 2020 is on track to hit record levels. All we needed to get people to vote was to elect Donald Trump. And then guess what? People turn up. We don't need to force people to vote. Well, that's a pretty big price to pay. I'd rather pay a $20 fine than have to put up with President Trump for four years. Touche, Judith. But hopefully one day, Americans will also learn to enjoy the sweet, sweet taste of democracy sausage as much as our drunk, vote-loving mates down under. Thank you. Oh, good on you, Ronnie. All right, we've got to take a short break, but some final thoughts when we come back. Welcome back to a live election night edition of The Daily Show. Roy, you want to hear some more results? No. All right, well, I'm going to give you some more results. Uh, Joe Biden has won the state of Illinois. Donald Trump has won the state of Utah. And this is big news. Fox News has called Arizona for Joe Biden. Oh! For Joe Biden! You're crazy. You understand? You for Joe oh, Biden. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. We stole one from you, him. Did you just mix the, the urine with the ticket? It okay, don't you, matter, man. You I celebrate got, the, This is crazy. Matter. That means Trump hugged all those cactuses for nothing. Oh, shit. That was wild. Oh, man. All right. Before we go, let's check in one last time with Ronnie Chang, who's at a live polling location in Brooklyn. Ronnie, what's the latest, my dude? Actually, Trevor, I'm here at Kings County Jail. Did you know you have to be an American citizen to vote in America? Because no one told me that. All I've been hearing for months is celebrities telling me I had to vote. Jennifer Aniston yelled at me, the Avengers reunited, Chris Rock sexted me, and they all said one thing, vote. So I show up this morning and some poll worker is like, uh, you don't live in this precinct, sir. And I said, you know what? The Hulk told me to be here. So take out with him, old man. Next thing I know, I'm in jail. Now I'm starting to question everything celebrities have been telling me. I mean, maybe recycling is bad. Maybe bullying is good. Should I actually be doing drugs more than I already do? I don't know anymore. Anyway, lesson learned. Don't show up to vote on election day if you're not a citizen. Although hopefully all the absentee ballots I mailed in still count. Back to you, Trevor. 
Well, thank you so much, Ronnie. And I'm, I'm so sorry about that. We'll be sending someone to bail you out in a few days. Well, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in on night one of our seven-week election day coverage, because this shit's gonna go for a while, people. Brace yourselves. A bunch of states still haven't come in. Every day, we're gonna be counting the votes, and then after that, we're gonna be following the lawsuits. So get some rest, sober up. And, you sober up. And we'll catch you again tomorrow. Now, here it is, your moment of zen. What oh, the hell? Call oh, this thing Somebody order some pizza. Does anyone know how the Electoral College even works? I mean, what the f*** with the Electoral College? Don't look at me. I was against that sh-t. That's James Madison. That's a James Madison thing. Also, you can't look at me because our heads don't move. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.